you're listening to Perry Noble's thoughts on leadership, vision, and creativity. You can find Perry online at perrynoble.com. Well, welcome to uh, another special edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. I am super excited and super honored today because I have a special guest with me um, on the line, Dan Cathy, the president and CEO of Chick-fil-A, is with us. I think I personally put maybe all of his children or grandchildren through college with the, the amount of money that I've spent at Chick-fil-A just since my daughter's been born over the past six years. It's her favorite restaurant. It's one of my favorite restaurants. And so, Dan, it is great to have you on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast today. How you doing, my friend? Doing well. The cows appreciate your business, too. I know my grandchildren probably do, but the cows, they, they really do because they say, eat more chicken. Hey, man, and you know what? That's going on in my life. Uh, like I said, my daughter, Chick-fil-A has been the daddy date place for um, six years now, and so I've eaten everything on the breakfast and lunch menu, and I'm definitely a chicken lover. I wanted to um, throw a couple leadership questions your way. You know, Dan, you are a fabulous leader, and you've had the opportunity to sit um, at the feet at, of a fabulous leader as well, your, your dad. I mean, just taking a an idea to um, do chicken in a different way, and oh my gosh, today you got over 1,700 locations. Last year you did $4.6 billion in sales. I mean, that's, a, that's an unbelievable thing. And so I was just kind of curious... Um, from your point of view, what what's one of the greatest leadership lessons that you learned from your dad? Well, he didn't teach me how to grow hair. I'll start with that. Uh, <laughs> we had we had the same haircut. He kind of parsed it down the middle. Uh, but uh, and, and, and there's obviously many. But one one that I like to talk about is the idea that if you fall in love with your work, you'll never have to work again. Mm. And he's really talking about how important passion is in the life of a leader. If a leader is not totally enveloped and captivated and infected with a passionate view of what he or she wants to see happen, I think that's the most imperative thing that a leader has to have because you're going to, a leader is someone who affects the thinking of others. If you're not mm-hmm. affecting people's thinking, you cannot affect their behavior. That's true. So the genesis for all that is this I think an inspired, it should be God-inspired vision. Of, uh, and Bill Hybels, he he's a friend. Pastors a small little country church up in, up in. Um, yeah, I've been Chicago. there. It's oh, pitiful, it isn't it? You feel sorry yeah, for it. Is yeah. <laughs> but he says that uh, preachers like the letter P. So he says vision is a picture of the future that produces passion in you. So if you fall in love with your work and you're really passionate about it. Even if you get laryngitis almost, or you feel like Moses yep. and you don't have the, the vocabulary of a Shakespeare, you know, you'll still be able to communicate it, just the sheer energy and passion and, and charisma that just kind of kind of captures you. That would be probably the first one I'd mention. You know, Dan, that's, that's really exciting. Um, recently, I brought my entire leadership team down, and we spent uh, about, about a day with some leaders in, in your company. And I left thinking, oh my gosh. Um, and in fact, I wrote in my journal, 
Chick-fil-A, in many cases, is more excited about chicken than the church seems to be about evangelism. Um, and that's, that is a major takeaway. So going back to you and going back to your dad, how, I mean, because you guys have done this. It's not a question of can you do this. What are some of the ways that you guys have fired people up and gotten people excited about essentially selling chicken? Well, it's easy to get distracted. You know, you, you said with people that are fired up about selling chicken. I mean, we have to, it's it, vision leaks. I don't know who said that, but I agree with it, that mm-hmm. uh, that vision can, can drift. And so it's the leader's role to uh, stay on course. Someone said the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And for us, our, our corporate purpose is uh, the most uh, essential element of our main thing as an organization. It says that we're here, number one, to... uh, Now, you mentioned chicken, but you're not even going to hear chicken mentioned in this statement, but our corporate purpose is to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that's entrusted to us and have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. So the way you capture people's hands is you capture their, their heads and the way you capture their heads is you capture their hearts. So there's got to be a compelling sense of mission and purpose and significance, and particularly for the next generation, for the millennials, even the X and Y generation. I, I think for the boomers, you know, you just, you know, if we can make enough money doing it, then we'll do it. But I think I think going forward for the future, it's it's even more uh, significant that you've got a compelling sense of vision that really captures people's imagination. I love this idea that little dreams stir no man's heart. Mm. And so as a leader, the bigger, the more compelling your vision is, it's actually easier to lead people with what we call BHAG goals, big, hairy, audacious goals that are so compelling that it's far beyond the leader's ability to do it on their own. Our our dreams should always expand beyond the reach of our checkbook or our calendar. Mm. where we have to engage and develop others. You know, um, one of the, the, the book that I just wrote and we're talking about a lot this month is, is Overwhelmed. And I know as the leader of Chick-fil-A, there have got to be days where it's just kind of overwhelming to do what you do. What, what would you say um, are some of the challenges, some of the overwhelming challenges that you have faced as a leader? You know, just one or two of those, and then what are the ways that you've kind of navigated through them? Oh my goodness, I, I, I'd say for me right now, I got some exciting things that I got whirling around in my head, and I, I'm just turned 61 years old, and I'm wondering how am I going to accomplish all this before I run out of time? <laughs> <laughs> and my dad, and my dad has faced this. He's 93 years old. And, you know, his body just wore out. He just slapped wore out. Man, his, you know, his heart, his passion, his enthusiasm, his zest for life, you know, going back to that idea of following in love with your work, uh, that is so vital to your physical health and your mental health and outlook. As a leader, you know, having a positive, encouraging, uh, looking for the glass to be half full versus half empty, uh, that sense of hope the overwhelming sense of optimism, looking for the best in people, hoping for the most in them, despite being disappointed in heartbreaking situations from time to time. Yet, you know, I saw my dad, he continued to pour himself into young young men 
uh, where hope was dashed and hope was lost, and he could have tucked his tail and, you know, and guarded his heart in the sense of not letting it hurt anymore. But he was willing to keep on taking those risks uh, and working with these young men that were in the Sunday school class and, and in Bible study, despite a lot of a lot of disappointment. So, I think hope, that sense of optimism, you know, that's what you got to keep in front that gets you through those overwhelming elements in your uh, that that are surely to come for all of us you know dan i've I've heard you speak and um I'm, i follow you on twitter and i've seen you link uh to a post recently um one of the things you're kind of known for uh in far as far as speaking and getting your voice out is servant leadership um and, and you talk a lot about being a servant leader and and i i feel like your father modeled that i feel like you model that i feel like your company um models that what are what are some ways you think uh, what are some practical things that you think servant leaders naturally do and how can that how can being a servant leader protect us from feeling overwhelmed yeah well the bible says in romans chapter 12 verse 2 be not conformed you know, to this world. And, and the world's pattern is me, 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 my, my, my. Uh, even the photographic term, you know, when we call it a selfie, you know, is mm. is kind of all about ourself. And, and Jesus says, you know, if we're going to be effective in capturing people's hearts and so forth, it can't be about us. It's got to be about others. I love what Rick Warren said in his book, Purpose Driven Life. It's not about you. And boy, those, those words need to be brazened into our head to have that kind of orientation because life gets small, it gets shallow, it's unfulfilled, it gets cheap, on and on and on when we start getting so self-centered versus other-centered. Of course, Jesus modeled that. So the practical things I would say to you that's been helpful to me, I've seen this in others, is they intentionally um, get in the trenches. As an example, Arthur Blank, Bernie Marcus, Home Depot, they, without hesitation, they put that yellow, that orange apron on. And, and they're out there walking the shop floor. And they don't mind people taking pictures of them because that's, that, that image of them walking that shop floor in an orange apron is important as a leader. Sam Walton, he, without thinking, he put this, this uh, plastic mesh baseball hat on with the Walmart, and he'd do the Walmart cheer. Give me the W, give me the A, give me the L, give me the squiggly. And they'd kind of do like a twist <laughs> thing on the squiggly, M-A-R-T. And so the, the leaders that I admire, you know, are willing to, to take off their their garment, as Jesus did, and put a towel around their waist and mm. get on their knees. Uh, I love the, the, you know, the Pope Francis that we have uh, the Pope now, it, it's uh, just watching 60 Minutes last night where they talk about how incredible he is to get on his feet and wash the feet of teenage gang members. You know, wow. And and he's so unconventional relative to the world's view of power and leadership that it's turning people's heads. And it's stirring our hearts to it. I think we're all inspired by that kind of leadership. That is so so true. I'm I'm overwhelmed in a good way that I got to I got to talk to you today, Dan. I appreciate your time so much. I'm going to give you today the last word. What would you say um, to the leader out there in their industry, whether it's church world or it's the business world, that they're just completely feeling overwhelmed right now? Like I can't go on. I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm not going to be able to get this done. 
What's the, if they're sitting in front of you? What what's the first thing that or what's the thing that you're going to tell them? What's the thing that you're going to encourage them with? Well, you know, you can read Fortune magazine, Wall Street Journal. You can take executive ed programs at Harvard. There's all kind of places that you can go. But I, you know, my experience has been is God wants us to run to Him. We can run to others, but He He's so longing for us to run to Him. So we can run to Him in prayer. We can run to Him in worship. We can run to Him in Bible study. We can run to Solomon in the Book of Proverbs and just have a lifetime reservoir mm-hmm. of the the wisest thinking that's ever uh, you know to come to the imagination of man. And so it's there for us. I just encourage people that God's there waiting, and He's waiting on us to come to Him. Dan, thank you so much for your time today. I will say unapologetically to people to eat more chicken. Um, Give everybody down there at Chick-fil-A our best and keep up the great work, my friend. Amen. Thank you, Perry. And remember, eat more chicken.